Welcome to the TTPOA Podcast, a podcast for SWAT officers, military, and all first responders. We'll be talking training, tactics, and leadership with the best subject matter experts around. Here are your hosts, Derek and Brandon. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the TTPOA Podcast, episode 15. So today, man, we've got a good episode. We are doing an episode with (laughs) law enforcement wives. Yeah. We're in a hotel room with Mm, four four beautiful uh, wives. And uh, unfortunately, they're all married to fellow law enforcement officers. Yes. Yes. no No fun to be had tonight. That's yeah, yeah, unfortunate. I know. So we're sitting here. But with, clothing is optional. Yeah, just to let y'all know. Just, just saying. Douchebag. <laughs> Dude, she hit the nail right on the head. No, that like, was awesome. Like if you wanted to take your coat off, is what I meant. Like that's all, that's all I meant. So. Wow. Okay, so we're going to introduce them, and we got Rachel, Tiffany, and Lisa, and uh, Ooh, Tiffany was the one that just called you a douchebag, and I have to agree with her 100%. That's so mean. That was, that was great. Pretty hurt my feelings. That was great. You have feelings? Yes, I do. I do have feelings. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he does. I don't think he has any feelings. <laughs> All y'all's wives know how much SWAT guys have feelings, don't y'all? I mean. They do cry a lot. <laughs> the the wives or the SWAT guys? SWAT guys. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, I don't know what SWAT guy you're married to, but I'm telling you right now, uh, I do not friend. cry. I do not cry. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> okay, that just happened. All right, please, yeah. please don't text I'm her. Sorry. She doesn't know I'm doing this. I retract that statement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll start with with Rachel here. How long have you been married to a police officer? Twenty five. Very long years. The same one? <laughs> or is, yeah. Okay, it's not like four, you're adding the date I years. tried, okay. but good. he's stuck around. You can't get rid of him? No. Oh, won't go I can help. I can help you with that. <laughs> I can help you with that. All right, Miss Tiffany? Uh, 10 this year. Okay, Going to, on. To the same guy. 74. Um, this marriage, yes. Good. Yeah, good. Yeah. Good for this one. Yeah, yeah. Good for this yeah. one. Yeah, he's a little iffy too. I mean, I mean, there's times. Yeah. All right, Lisa, you're going to have to lean in or, or swing that mic over there. Lisa, how about you? 18 years. 18 years. That's impressive. Yeah. You don't look like you're a day over 19. Well, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Has he you're always welcome. had the mustache? Or? No, that's a, that's new since COVID. Would you have like COVID stash? It's the COVID yeah. stash. Yeah. Hmm. So if you had saw him 18 years ago, I'd be like, yeah, baby, got that stash. Come I mean, over here. He's been pretty cute since mm. I met him. So mm. Has he? <laughs> Has he? He has. Okay, I'll give you that. Every bit of it. He's not really my type, but I guess I'll give you that. Yeah. I, I guess I'll give you that. All right, so what we want to we do- We also is, have one in the corner. Uh, but yeah, we do have one in the corner, but she's, so. yeah, she's giving me the look right now, and she doesn't- yeah. How long? 26, 26 years. years to a lovely individual. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's why she's not speaking. Mm. Out. He's, awesome. so, he's so smooth, too. Like, mm. So what we're thinking about doing is we want to get with you guys and we want to talk about some of the good times, uh, some of the frustrations being married to a, you know, a police officer and, 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 and some of the bad times. And because, you know, we do have, um, uh, female listeners out there that are married to the police officers that, yeah. uh, you know, that we try to help through the TTPOA. And, uh, we want to try to reach out and make sure that, uh, 
they know that they're not the same people going through some of the same struggles that we all go through in our, in our marriage or life or family things. So I think too, like we were, you were, we were texting with Queen Tiffany and I said, Hey, I want you to be you and I want you to speak for wives and I want you to speak for two new wives to this profession, because I think that's an important aspect too, because there's guys that I run into all the time that are newly married um, and they don't know what they don't know sometimes. Uh, so kind of both aspects of that. Um, so let me ask you, Rachel, were you, was your husband a police officer when you guys first got together, or got married? No, he was not. What do you do? He was a student and he was a waiter. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. I know your husband I know. and you just said he was a student. He was, I know. Like in college. Yeah. GED student. Probably what it yeah, was. He probably can't even spell college now. Probably because I wrote all his papers, so I it would be a question. <laughs> really good, so. All right, I get but, it. Now. But do I, I have it. the degree? Now I understand it. I, know. I understand <laughs> it. All right, so I really have a degree in criminal justice. You just don't know. So wow, when he, that's awesome. <laughs> so when he came to you and said, "Hey, I want to be a police officer," what'd you feel about that? Or how'd you feel? Um, I think it fit who he was. So I, I mean, it, Oh, um, Ooh, so much better. Okay. Um, I think it fit who he was. It, he's a guy of a lot of passion and conviction and it just, I, I think I was really young. I mean, I was 21 years old and he it seemed like totally. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it, it seemed like a good, secure job, and we already had a family, and so it just seemed like a good fit. But you're naive, and you don't know what you're getting into. So, <laughs> And I didn't know any other wives to ask questions to. If you so. did, you'd have probably run. I might have steered him in a different direction. <laughs> Be a fireman. So, so Tiffany, now, you, were, you got married when he was already a police officer, correct? Yes. We met... Um, I was working for a defense contractor and he was running all the private like executive dignitary protection for the police department. And like I had just come out of a divorce and he was coming out of a relationship and I was like, I'm never getting married again ever. <laughs> How that worked out for you? Well, his eyes are real twinkly. Oh, yeah, so they it's are. Real, real handsome. And then I decided that he shall be mine. Mm. <laughs> and that <laughs> was a, <laughs> interesting decision um, no yeah uh, and so it it i think i think for people like if if i'm if i'm speaking to um like newly married people mm-hmm. or maybe some women that um maybe some of these officers are uh, courting or something there is a lot of romance that comes um, and I mean like storybook romance, you know, like with, with the guy that has the dangerous job mm-hmm. and especially if they're in SWAT or a tactical team or something like that. Yeah. Um, nobody tells you the other <laughs> side. It's all just sexy and call the, out the uniform. And, 
the uniform. Oh, and I learned, work. I never knew how sexy the sound of Velcro was. Like, mm. What the fuck is that? Not at 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. It's not so well, sexy. Well, it kind of was there. It is at the beginning. <laughs> well, 25 years later, it's just annoying. <laughs> well, yeah. It's like, can you Velcro that a little quieter, please? Uh-huh. In a different room? Yeah. <laughs> In the garage, preferably. Yeah. Man. Um, Look, wait, wait, wait. This is how you guys really think about us? What? You don't think I that- said y'all were sexy. <laughs> okay. What do you want? Your eyes From a twinkle. Different what else room. do you need? Sparkly eyes and sexy. Come now. Go in be the- sexy in a different room, please. Mama's yeah. trying to sleep. That's right. Yeah, That's there's right. a there's a limit to everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um but, you know, all, all that being said, and, and there's a lot of passion though. And I think that adds to the appeal because I don't think that there my husband is also is a former Marine, mm-hmm. a recon Marine. And my dad was a Marine. Uh, and the kind of the joke is I would have been a Marine if I didn't have that little like aversion to authority <laughs> and sweat. Sweat. Do everything I can to not have to deal with either of those. But you can't do either of those jobs without having a real passion for what you're doing. If you're going to be good at, I mean, if you're going to be a, douchebag right then fine and there's plenty <laughs> like me I'm a douchebag, so. <laughs> there's plenty of those out there those are the ones that give the whole profession a bad name right, right? correct but that's all part of the appeal mm-hmm. but and it's real hard to see past you know like the other side of the coin so so miss lisa what about you was so you guys been married 18 years yes so we met in college okay and he How was. Come you're not making fun of that guy. Because I, I, I can actually see him going you to know college. Him? Oh, okay. I can see him going to college and actually spelling college. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. It's the mustache. Wow. So we met in college and he was working on a degree in youth and family ministry. Oh. And so. Man. He's a super yeah. nice guy. Yeah. He's a super nice guy. Unlike you. So it was the last semester of college and he was like, you know what? I don't think that I want to do this for a career. And so he applied to the Academy. He got into the Academy. Um, but we were, it, the Academy was going to start like right when we got married, it was going to be like a week <laughs> away or something. And our department does a pretty, they did. I mean, I assume they still do. They did a great job of, they interviewed the girlfriends or the wives mm-hmm. as part of the application process. And, and they kind of talked to us about like, you know, yeah. this is what it might look like for you. and, we left and I was like, I don't know that I'm ready for that. And right. so he pulled his application. And oh. so, um, Man, so he's, he's such just, a nice guy. Such a nice guy. Man. So <laughs> while I was finishing graduate school, he worked just like odd jobs. He worked at our church. He, you know, worked at like minimum wage jobs, <laughs> just, you know, keeping himself busy for the year. And we, we had talked about it and prayed about it and he, resubmitted his application and got in and it's, it's been the perfect fit for him. So for you, what was the difference of you guys discussing it and him pulling his application and then working the odd jobs and then coming back and going, yeah, let's go ahead and, and, and try this. What, what changed for you that made you go, yeah, let's do it. I mean, I think it was seeing that he was passionate about it and it was something that he was driven to, you know, make it a career and he had not found anything else that he, um, that he wanted to do and that he was passionate about. Yeah. And he was like, I think that this would be a good fit for us. And, and it's been a really good fit for us and he's been very good at it. And he's, he's really, um, 
thrived in that career. So yeah. I, it was a good, the timing was better the second time around. So well, I, th- I think too, just looking at that, you were young, you have a quote career path that you're going in in college. And then all of a sudden, bam, 180. And that's a totally different career path. Now I'm going to go out and do dangerous stuff. And I'm sure for you, you're like, whoa, whoa. And I'm sure there was a, some like, okay, I have to pause here to figure out. But, and then once you figured it out, then, you know, you're able to, you're able to do that. But the one thing that, that keeps coming back with all three of y'all is passion, the word passion. And um, I think everyone that I know in this job that I respect and that I know loves this job. That's one, one of the characteristics I would always say they do have passion. Like I know Derek has passion. I know the guys that, that I work with on TTBOA have passion and, and the guys I work with back at the department, I, you know, the guys that have passion. I think that's, you can't hide that. And I, and I think that's, that's interesting that that was a things that y'all all said. I think it'd be a really difficult to, career to be successful in and to really, um, make as your, you know, you like your passion if Mm -hmm. you were mediocre about it. I think this is a really, I think it would be virtually impossible to be successful and to be impactful in your community. If Mm -hmm. you were like, meh, especially with SWAT. Yes. yes. So, so Rachel, when Lisa was telling the story about, them coming and talking to her about the whole aspect of being a police officer's wife and, mm-hmm. and um, her husband uh, doing the job. They didn't, when your husband applied at his apartment, no one came in and interviewed you, talked to you, Mm-mm. nothing like that. Nope. So I know my agency does that now with uh, new hires. I don't know if it's a thing that, you know, they just started or. And I'm not sure they may do that now. I'm not, I haven't been involved and I haven't really spent time with any young wives do you think that um, if they department. would have come and talked to you like they did with Lisa, do you think it maybe would have changed in anything decision wise that you guys made as a, as a couple? I think it probably would have at least stirred some questions within me. I mean, the only thing I knew was that I had a high regard for police officers. I mean, that's just the way I was raised. It's who I am. I'm a huge rule follower. So I look at them. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I can't see you following rules, but okay, go ahead. I am. Derek okay. and I are, Probably yes. better rule followers than you are. Oh, but. for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but I think it would have just helped me be able to at least have some questions to ask. What is my life going to look like? What What is this going to do for our family? What does working on a shift mean? I mean, mm-hmm. my dad traveled and was in sales. He was home a lot. Um so I didn't know what that meant that I was going to go to bed at night and my husband wouldn't come home until the next morning. <laughs> I had a week old baby and he had to baby. go back to work, you know, I didn't, and a three-year-old, I mean, I don't, what does that look like? No one talks to you about that or you have three kids at one time and you know, whatever that is, Lisa. <laughs> I mean, you know, but I think those kinds of things, I, I mean, I wish they had, and I'm so thankful that you got to be a part of that. What so, cool thing. so Tiffany, you, your, your husband was already a police officer. So when you guys got married, no one came and talked to you. Um, oh what kind of, like, what kind of conversation? Well, maybe they did, but like, hey, yeah. And you're still going to do this. Contact. Yeah. So what yeah. conversations did you guys have? Um, you know, once like the proposal and, and the engagement and, you know, you guys are getting serious. Like what conversations did you guys have that 
<clears throat> is he the first police officer you? Yeah, the, I, I dated a firefighter right before that, oh, and that really just second, <laughs> worked. Worked in second worked, worked responder in, got in it. Sean's favor. So you know, there's that. Um, Did he wear a hat that said fire and a shirt that said fire <laughs> and shorts that said fire and maybe some socks that said? Did F- he have a red truck and build fences on his day off? That's what they all do. Yeah. I'm kidding, fire guys. I love you. My brothers are firefighters. Need heroes too. They do. They do. All right. Although they're smarter than us. So yeah, they have better schedules. Shit. (laughs) They found gigs with way better. Hell yeah. They don't have Velcro or twinkly eyes. That's true. They smell like smoke. (laughs) We we smell like man. Is that what we're calling it? Okay. Um. Yeah, it, it was a it was a very different um, experience for for me. I mean, because we were this was both our second marriage, so it's like right. totally different. Which in the law enforcement world, marriages don't have a great track record. So mm-hmm. I'm sitting with two gals who have beaten the odds, mm-hmm. big time, yeah. big time. Um, yeah. So my husband, he was, he was already on SWAT and I don't know, I don't do math. It's an inconvenience, but, um, he spent either. 18 years on SWAT. I mean, he just left a couple of years ago mm. and moved to training, but I, I mean, there, there was, there was no real question. You know, nobody asked me my opinion and, and right. which was fine. I mean, it, it was what it was, but what I, what I didn't realize was just how how demanding um i probably should have prefaced this whole thing with like don't ask me any questions that you don't really want to know the answer to <laughs> because i take no responsibility for anyone's well, offense well, okay that's what we want that's Being offended we, is a choice yeah, don't we, choose it yeah um I did not think through like, what is this going to look like when we start to have a family? Right. What is this going to look like when like anything else changes? And this is kind of the zinger. So for women out there that are engaged or um, like considering marrying a police officer, especially if you like SWAT, I mean, this is all I know. Yeah. Um, Are you prepared to play a second fiddle role mm-hmm. because it like really digests that. Yeah. Especially if they're on SWAT. Yeah. Because your life will revolve around the decisions of the entire dis- degenerate population <laughs> of your city. Yeah. Soup to nuts, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And if you haven't met that asshole Murphy, his law will take effect <laughs> at every single important thing that you have yeah. planned for your life. You mean that they don't plan things out like, Hey, <clears throat> Tuesday at 6am, we're going to get called out. So y'all be prepared. You got mm-hmm. a week to prepare. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. And I, I think it goes back to, I always say a lot of times you don't know what you don't know. So yeah, you're getting, exactly. you're getting yeah. into a relationship. And how would you know? Yeah. Cause you, there's you, like almost nobody out there volunteering no, this information no, because, no. The, because it's, it's perceived as, as being like, and like, nobody wants to be perceived as being anti right. the profession. And I'm, I'm absolutely not. I am the most patriotic yeah. first supporter of first responders, like across the board. Yeah. And 
the sacrifice that it is required for this profession to be really fucking badass yeah does not start and stop with the officer yeah it's like 30% officer 70% spouse and family yeah and it's funny so you you say that, <clears throat> hey there is uh sacrifices there is of you getting put on the back burner sometimes family getting kind of hey dad's got to go to work husband's got to go to work duty calls mm-hmm. um and 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 when you when you say that i totally understand that i think everybody in the audience is listening mm-hmm. it's like yeah i get that um and i don't know what to do about it because we talked about passion i think that's where that passion comes from because there is a duty that i have for my team for being there for my guys, for being there for the team. And if we're being real, <clears throat> selfish reasons as well. Like I want to go do the cool ass shit. And that's just kind of how it is. It's ugly, mm-hmm. but that's just, unfortunately kind of our, our attitudes. And, and I think without that passion, without that, Hey, this is what mm-hmm. I was built to do. I think that's a good thing. And I think the good wives, and I don't say good, and, and I say that, and the wives that can understand that, understand yeah. their husbands in that. They know that, hey, <clears throat> I don't like it. It's not what I prefer that my damn night just got ruined because he's got to go call out. But I understand the bigger reasons why. And if he didn't have that passion, I wouldn't have been attracted to him, and I wouldn't still love him because of that. So it's a catch twenty two, I think. Sometimes. Well, it's it's kind of a lose lose. Yes. To be honest with you. Yeah. Without, I mean, that just sucks all the romance like straight out of the <laughs> equation. But it, it, I'll say this, and this may be a, like way deeper than you want to go right now. And we can revisit Brilliant. it. Maybe not. But my observation is that you know the reason the, the divorce rate is so so massive in this profession is because. It is very, well, let me say this first, especially in the SWAT world, you have to have a degree of like elevated, for lack of a better word, I'm going to say arrogance and ego. Mm -hmm. You have to have that because you're doing superhero shit. Mm -hmm. And your first job is to get your ass home. Mm -hmm. Hopefully not in a perforated format. (laughs) Right. Right. And you have you have to go balls to the wall, and so you've got to be you got to have a little bit of that ego in there, and I, I understand it. Right. But I think the problem very quickly becomes that you confuse your identity with your profession, mm-hmm. and I this is I. This is not a religious podcast, but I don't give I don't, I don't give a damn. And and also, let me just say, I love Jesus and I cuss. <laughs> so I like understand that. it. If you're confused, just sit in it. It'll make sense shortly. <laughs> Marinate for a minute. But the ones that have the most trouble, and I and I mean, I'll I'll, I'll be candid. Like this has been a whole evolution. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And Sean and I have walked through it together. Mm-hmm. That's where you have to have mutual dedication and devotion. Yeah. Because the other way, there is only a, one other way out, and mm-hmm. it's the way the statistics go. Right. But if you're confused where your value and your identity lies, and it should, it is in Jesus, mm-hmm. truly, hand, like that is it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And if you don't know that, I hope you go find somebody to talk to talk about to that about. quickly. Yeah. But what I, what I, just in observing our experience, you know, so much of the identity of, of SWAT officers is in gear and macho and how many operations can we possibly run, even though so many of them are not warranted and they're putting everybody mm-hmm. in harm's way unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, statistics and it mm-hmm. just being all bro. Cause it's know. fun. <laughs> cause, yeah. Cause yeah. it, yeah, sure. It's fun. it's fun. Yeah. But then what? Yeah. You know, I know y'all know all this, but yeah. again, if I'm talking to somebody that doesn't know what they don't know. Yeah. No, it, it is part of the equation. Yeah. So Tiffany, you, when you guys got married, you were kind of <clears> thrown <throat> in the middle of it. Like right off the bat, yeah. you were thrown in the middle of the whole SWAT full-time team yeah. um, operations, you know, every day. Um, Lisa, when, when, when your husband started, it was just normal, normal everyday police officer stuff, right? In air quotes. And then he started to show a passion for wanting to go to SWAT. Um, What type of conversations did you guys have? One, once he started being a police officer, right? It's, it's a change because you see the, the nastiest things in the world and then him wanting to uh, move over to, uh, to SWAT. So whenever he first started, he came out of the Academy, went straight to, Midnights, weekends. Mm-hmm. Typical um, for every new police yeah, officer, right? Yeah. So he was, you know, getting in fights and getting in chases. And, Hell yeah. And he was excited about that because he knew that that's where he was going to learn. Because if yeah. you never have to fight somebody, then you're never going to get good right. and be able to get home safely. And so he felt good about that spot. And we didn't have kids at the time, so it was fine. Um, and he very quickly was exposed to the SWAT world. I'm sure he already had, mm. you know, awareness of it, yeah. but um, he was very attracted to that because of the training. Right. He was like, I don't know that he was like, Oh, I want to go, mm-hmm. you know, go on a SWAT call and, <laughs> you know, do whatever. But I think he, he knew that those were the guys that were driven to train and to be trained and to constantly be training. And, mm-hmm. and who do you look to, to, um, be the safest in your department. You're going to look to the guys that are training that are actively driven to train. And, um, those were the SWAT guys. And so, so when your guy was out there and he come home, he tell you a story, just man, her man, her man, man, your man, (laughs) your hunky, your hunky stud of a man with this kick ass mustache. He didn't have a mustache then. And he had probably more hair, but but he has it now though. So I'm saying now, yeah. Did he have more hair back then? Yeah. No. What? Really? He was bald back then. He started shaving his head in like, I don't know, like when sixth he, grade? he was 15. Yeah. And it's <laughs> Shit. gotten, but it's gotten shorter and shorter and shorter. <laughs> yeah. So now, mm. it, yeah. Uh, poor guy. That's right. It's That'd all moved to his face. Interesting. All, it's all moved no, to his he lip. Just, he still has all of his hair. He just cuts it he off. Just oh. He just shaves it off. Yeah. All right. So when that studly, hairy man came home <laughs> and would tell you these stories about the fights and the chases and all the cool stuff that he did in patrol, I'm sure you... You told me, oh, that's great. That's awesome. But did you truly think that? 
I mean, I'll or did you just, honest, that was just a naive. lot of children ago and a long time ago. Um, Were you like, did you listen to Jesus to those people? Or, or? I mean, because usually, I mean, I, I would not be overly concerned unless it was like way past the time that he was supposed to be home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it would be because I was trusting of him that he was going to get himself home. Um, and he always has. So I think I wasn't overly concerned about it. Um, now I think the more that I, the more that I've been around it and the more stories I've heard and the more I know, um, if I let my mind wander, I can get more, a little bit, not consumed, but just more, I can, I can allow myself to worry if I let myself go that route. Go that way. Yeah. Rachel, what about you? Um, I would say that, I don't know. I've been asked that question a lot. Like do you worry when people hear that your husband's a police officer? I think that's the most common question you get, you know, is, and I, the thing is I've never, I've never been that way. I mean, I've never been a worrier where that's concerned as far as, um, I liked what you said. Like I've trusted him and it's not even that I've trusted him as much as I've trusted just the training he's had, the people he has surrounded himself with. Um, the guys that he chose to align himself with at the department. Um, I, I saw what they were about. And so I just think that, um, I don't know. It's just been a part of our life for so long. Like it's hard. I mean, I haven't had that many kids, but it has been a lot of sleeps ago for me. Probably I know, 18 maybe, kids is a lot. Maybe you know? one too many Jeez. ranch waters. I don't know, but it's, um, but as far as just that goes, um, I'm not sure what else you were wanting to know. He well, like, either. yeah, I don't either. Just ask your question. No, like, so like when he first started, mm-hmm. you know, was it a concern and would he come home and tell you stories kind of like how Lisa Studley man would tell stories. But then when he decided that he wanted to go to SWAT, you kind of had a basic understanding of what he did on a nightly basis in patrol or on shift and now he wants to go to something that's a little bit more dangerous. And, you know, these guys are handling more high risk apprehensions or, or whatever, you know, were you, were you worried about that compared to just normal, say shift work? No. Simple. You must have a stud to husband. the well, point. I'll say this about stud. my husband. He knows that I, I do tend to be more of a worrier. I don't let it swallow me up, but, um, so I know that when he, he'll text me when he's got a call, he'll say, got a call, got, you know, barricaded subject or whatever, yeah. you know, and then, you know, and he'll tell me the town that it's in. And, um, and so I know I don't, I don't text him. I don't call him. Right. We just leave him alone. And then as soon as it's over, mm-hmm. he'll text me back safe and sound. So I know that like, right. okay, now I can. Yeah, a little. little and I think I think too though when you're making those kinds of decisions, uh, or like I know in our world, um, we're very. I know these two women, and so I know that we're all very aligned. Like there was a lot of prayer that went into it. It was. Um, I know my husband, and I know that he is going to have taught or spoken with the guys that he respects, and that they're doing that, and so he's gonna have really done his due diligence. And I'm not there, so I have to trust that what he's sharing with me is um, information that I need, so that we can make that kind of decision. Um, I just knew I know him, and he loved it so much. It was just the natural next step. Like that's where yeah. he needed to. It be. Had to happen. It uh-huh. had to. 
Well, it, it's so funny because you were talking about when your husband was new in the department and working nights and working the weekends and like I'm having flashbacks. Oh, he still works weekends. Oh, he still works weekends. <laughs> <laughs> this is a point of discussion still at our still, house. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll leave that one alone. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that one alone. Touchy subject. Yeah. Okay. But but as you're talking about that. So you that, don't want to hear that like we have Fridays and no. we have Saturday, Sundays off and we do brunch and all that kind of stuff. Okay. I'm going to talk about that then. We won't talk about that. But as as you're as you're you're talking about that, I'm reminiscing to when that was me when I was a new dude and working late nights and man, fucking loving going to work. And hell yeah, there's a foot chase. There's a canine track. There's a car chase. Oh, I get to fight someone. Hell yeah, you want to fight? Let's go. That was fun. And, I, and I'm reliving all that. And I'm like, man, that was like, it's it's like being a kid and having and getting paid. And I'm like, I don't even know how much I get paid. I have no idea. Like, but I guess it works. <laughs> so, I bet your wife knows. Really <laughs> 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 like, so, I bet your wife knows yeah. exactly yeah. what you're but, doing. But it, but it is funny because I'm looking at that. I'm like, yeah, that's why guys get on the teams. And that's why guys that really want to do this job do that job. Because I'm thinking about that. I was like, yeah, if it happens tonight or like – I'm still down to do that stuff. Like it, it's, it's fun, you know? So, well, I will say like Rachel said, people ask all the time, like, do you not just lay awake worrying all yeah. night? Sometimes. Yes. If like, I think everybody agrees. If, if you allow yourself to go in that, I call it the swirly pit, <laughs> yeah. then, Ooh, that is a speedy descent. <laughs> but I would have, I, I don't know. I'm sure this is like in all departments, like, SWAT or special teams or other units have to go do certain shifts on like patrol again at certain times if they're short staffed or anything. Is that how other Some, departments I mean, work? Yeah, it so, depends. Yeah. yeah it depends. <clears throat> well, I always worried way more about him on those situations Yeah, yeah. because at least I will say this for SWAT <laughs> at least most of the time, right. there was a very well, thought out plan yes exactly and so much more training than just having to you know walk up on a car that you have no idea you're exactly right so there yeah yeah absolutely and so there there was that little glimmer of yeah most of the time no you're you're right so so Lisa and, and Rachel, you met your husbands. They weren't cops. Is there mental side? Is there who they are when you first met them a little different now? I mean, I would say yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think some of that is just getting older and, you know, maturing mm-hmm. in your life and being in a different stage in life now with a lot more children. <laughs> than, um, than back then. Um, but I think, I think it's more, I don't know. I think the word maybe is disenchanted. You get, you have more negative experiences with administration or other officers or, you know, a bad call or whatever. Yeah. 
Um, Does it make you more disenchanted with the society as well? Probably, yeah. I mean, because there's so, like, if he's, you know, 100% just loving life every second of every day that he works patrol. Yeah. After 18 years. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I see some... Here's some resentment there. Wow. Hey, we'll make sure he listens to this. At 35 minutes, he knows that uh, he's about to get beat down. None of this is a secret. We won't tell anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think that it's, I mean, it's just hard to not have some of that dulled. Yeah. Um, The game's changed. Well, yes. Overall, the game has changed. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, it's just different. Um, mm. It's, it's, I think the environment of policing has changed a lot. So yeah. obviously well, just, a just a little bit. Just yeah. A little bit. Um, so the way administration interacts with their officers is a little bit different. Mm. Um, but I, and I, and I know that there, that hard calls also mm. yeah. impact that there've been several that, that we have landmark days at our house that we yeah. know this is the day that mm-hmm. X, Y, or Z happened, happened. Yeah. Um, because they were very hard days. Um, yeah. And, and those are, those are days that change you. Right. And I think they change, they don't have to change your marriage, but they, yeah. you have to, you know, know as a couple, you, mm-hmm. you grow together through those things. Um, with a lot of grace given on both sides. Yeah, no, for sure. So let me ask you a question, Lisa. What what advice would you give a young couple that has been together as long as your husband in college and then, hey, he wants to go be a police officer? So like for me, I kind of dive myself out here. I got married uh, right, right out of college, right? I had a normal job, uh, worked for uh, a corporation for a year, didn't like it. Marriage was, you know, fine, you know, Typical uh, young young new marriage, became a police officer, made it through the academy. You're you're basically like nine to five, eight to five, you know, banker hours, whatever it is, weekends off, and then when you start going through training, you work different schedules. Most of it's day because some of the trainers mostly work days or whatever it is, and everything's kind of okay, right? It's 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 a learning process, and then when you get cut loose on your own, you get stuck on the weekend nights, <laughs> and now you're living two separate lives. You're sleeping during the day. She's up on the weekends. You have friends that you can't hang out with anymore because you have to go to work Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights. And now, you know, it's just, it's two separate lives. And for me, um, that lasted about 18 months of us living our separate lives until we just kind of came to an agreement that it's just, that it's just, it's, it's time for us to go our separate ways because we are living two separate lives right now. So what advice do you have for a young couple that's, just getting, you know, into law enforcement and, and how do they survive those two separate lives that they're going to be living for a while? Well, I think that it's so much of it is about expectations. And I think that that's true just in marriage in general. Um, you have to have clear expectations about what, what life is going to be like. And so there has to be an open line of communication between you and your spouse. How are things going? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you think this is going to go? <laughs> And, and then, and then you can tell them, these are my concerns. And, you know, for us, it was cause we've had a lot, we still currently are having separate ends of the week. We don't have the same weekend. And, um, that is very, we currently describe 
describe it as we are bone tired. We are weary in that. Um, we are, we're tired because I mean, we really like to be together. Right. And so it's hard to not be together all the time. So it takes great intention for both of us, like texting during the day or, you know, taking a lot of advantage of the times that we are together. Um, but you have to, I mean, I know that we've said it a bunch of times in here of you don't know what you don't know, but I feel like you don't know it until you live it. Like people can tell you, Oh, it's going to be hard. You're going to work this, these hours. She's going to work these hours or whatever, but it doesn't matter if you know that that's going to happen until you've been in In it. And so I think, I mean, there's not a lot of preparation you can do for living Two you know, separate working yeah. two separate yeah. schedules. And then you throw kids in it and you're like, damn, yeah. there's another You factor. throw kids into it. Yeah. And then there's that other piece of like, do you remember who your daddy is? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like we have yeah. to figure out when <laughs> yeah. when we can all see each other, when we can be together. And right. so I think it's just getting into it and then just being very intentional. Yeah. Um from both sides. Yeah. That like I know that he's tired and he knows because he's working hard at work. Yeah. Yeah. And he also, I'm sure, is feeling stress about being at work and not being at home because he knows that we love to have him at home. Yeah. And then I'm at home and he knows that I'm at home by myself with five kids. Yeah. And so um, it takes really a lot of intentionality. And sometimes I have to take off work and sometimes he takes off work. And sometimes we leave for the weekend. <laughs> we go out of town together. And leave the kids. And, tell you, and <laughs> then the you get, and then you get six kids. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Okay. <laughs> no. Rachel, so, yeah. so I'm sorry. So Rachel, like, what about you? Do you, you know, any advice for those, for like that young couple that got together that their husband or wife wasn't a police officer and now, you know, we're thrown into separate lives. Oh, wow. Um, we were a unique situation though. I stayed home. Um, we started, we started already having a daughter um, before he became a police officer. So we were already young, naive parents just trying to survive. Um, so then you throw in that into the mix. Um, I would agree that it takes a lot of intentionality. I would say it just takes a lot of patience. Um, I... I am kind of servant hearted just by nature. And so for, you know, my spouse to work a different shift, um, I was more willing and, and cause I didn't have a job outside of our home. So I was more willing to kind of shift our life to meet the needs that he had. Um, but that's just where we were. Mm-hmm. And so I think you have to be able to just clearly look at, what's going on in your house? Like you can't judge, Oh, you know, what are they doing over there? Or, you know, cause you get close to the people that you go through the Academy with, or we did. And so to be able to look at different people's lives and how it's, how it's working for them, I think you just have to have really good conversations and figure out what's going to serve you well in your family, because everyone's different and everyone's walking a different path. So, um, you know, yeah, we've we've done lots of like parking lot birthday cupcakes and yeah. you know, where we yeah. take daddy his birthday dinner in the parking lot right. and or he comes by and watches ten minutes of basketball practice before he's got a call and he's gotta go and yeah. 
So it's this yeah. little, yeah, it's little, and man, it's cool. If your dad comes to basketball practice in his <laughs> uniform, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, I think too, like for us, we lived in a different city than where, where mm. he was a police oh, officer. Yeah. So then there That's was harder. like that dynamic of, you know, I mean, when he really was, I mean, it was not super far, but I mean, when he was at work, he was at work. So it was just kind of, you know, mom had to, I mean, we had lots of phone calls, like you're going to call and talk to your dad because I can't deal with you right now. But anyway, um, and then you can throw in the whole, he's a police officer. But but anyway, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't have a lot of negative to say. I mean, and that's weird, but it's been a really good life for us. Like it's because I, the one thing I've told people all along and I've told young wives like of, you know, different guys that have, we've been on teams with and their wives is that I would take him being a police officer and the risk and the danger and even the climate in which we live today, but him be happy and him yep. love what he does versus going off and doing something just to make a bunch of money mm-hmm. and be miserable and be away from us. Because for us, it has served us well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been fulfilled and I'm grateful for that. I mean, there's a lot have, I've been scared. Yes. But you know what, really, I've only been nervous within the last couple of years and he's been a police officer for 23 years. And really it's just been the climate in which we live now that I've been nervous, not in years past. So, so one thing when y'all were talking, just, it kind of hit me and I don't know what the, I don't know what really what the question is, but just what I was thinking. So you'll get to hear in my brain. So you get in my brain that could be scary is so what, what I'm, what I'm like, what I articulate is that. So society that your husband serves, the community that your husband serves has taken away a lot from you. And there's not a lot of appreciation back that you see from society or the community that your husband serves. What does that do to y'all? Like how, how, do, how do y'all, reconcile that how do you deal with that how do you look at that because like you were saying earlier damn it society the city my husband works in the dipshit who can't get along with his wife who's now shot and killed her who's barricading his house now is now my husband's having to go serve that community and it's taken away from my family my kids my time how do you how do you balance that i mean i I look at that. I don't know what the I don't what the question is. I guess I just asked a question, but like that's the first time it's really dawned on me listening to y'all at all twenty four years of police work. But I think it kind of goes along with what you asked earlier, though, when you were asking. They just called me dumb and said it was already no, 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 no. But I'm saying I think it is married though to the couple to the question that you asked earlier when you were saying how has it changed? Like has it changed you or has mm. it changed your spouse? Like. I'm always, I'm a very, the cup's half full. Mm. Things are great. Like I see the best in people, but I will tell mm. you after being a cop's wife for 23 years is I'm hardened. I'm cynical. Yeah. I, I don't extend a lot of grace mm. to people outside of those that I love. And mm. that's, a, I mean, that's big for me. I mean, that's big for me. Yeah. I'm going to, so I'm going to stop you there because you're not, people say cynical in like a bad connotation. I'm going to say you are a realist. Yeah. You, you see yeah. both sides equally. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that is, that's a very valuable thing because I think today one of the problems that is plaguing society, like a fucking 
virus is that everybody ha- just wants to act on their damn feelings. And yeah. Feelings mm-hmm. are the freaking problem. Yeah. Feelings are not facts. You see the, the, the benefit that it, law enforcement and mm. by nature uh, being married to them, the spouses have is that we see both sides of the coin. Yeah. It's a lot easier to have clarity when you have exposure to both sides of like accuracy, you know, yeah. that's true. Well, that's a good For point. Sure. And unfortunately <laughs> the other side is not so worthy right. of the sacrifice. Yeah. And that's, that, that's my like super candid for that. Yeah. Um, observation. Yeah. Y'all do it because you're far better people than I <laughs> it, truly. Yeah. Well, except for you, you're a little sketchy. <laughs> I completely know this. Yes. I completely know this. I know. But no, okay. like, you, that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it does. And I'm, I don't think anybody should make any apologies for that mm-hmm. either. I get so sick mm-hmm. of all this bullshit in the media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the persecution of law enforcement. Yeah. Well, I don't see any of you people. <laughs> out there willing to go get shot at. Cause my husband's been shot before. Yeah. And they yeah. called it a laceration <laughs> and I have a lot of thoughts about that. Well, yeah. I've never, I'm not, I'm not, confron- yeah. I'm not confrontational. Like when, with people yeah. like in, com- like in me that, either. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I almost said I'm not confrontational like others here, but I mean, I have, I, yeah. I mean, I've gotten into it with people about that whenever they want to start to say things. And I'm like, I don't see you getting up every day and saying bye to your family yeah. and not knowing for sure if you're coming home. Yeah. Pipe down scooter. Yeah. Mm. Or I come mean, talk to me about it. Cause I bet you won't. Yeah. Yeah. I bet they would not either. No. <laughs> it's because of those shoes. They're scary. <laughs> I know. Well, My, she kicks you. You're going to ah, Dude, I know. Oh, please kick Derek, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> But no, I, I I think that's a, like <clears throat> it was so funny. That was like an epiphany for me, like to phrase it that way, um, because I do see society not appreciating us. But for me, and I think for the other officers, they're like, oh, fuck that. Like it is what it is. Like we get pissed off, but it it's different. But I also look at me being a spouse of of if it was my wife and it was something that she cared about and she was getting attacked, I would be livid and I would be very jaded. Mm-hmm. I would be just out, outraged at some of the stuff. And, and, and so it's just a, I think it's just a different perspective, especially when you, when you know your husband has passion for that. And you know, like you said, that both sides, because you know, your husband's come home and said, man, do you see what that dumbass officer did? Or this is some bullshit that this officer did this, or look at this video. Like, you know how critical your husband is of law enforcement as well. It's not mm-hmm. just, Oh, we back the blue, no matter what we mm-hmm. back the blue when we know that, Hey, this is right. Yeah. But when it's wrong, you know, your husband comes home and says, this is some bullshit that this guy did that. And, and, and I think y'all, probably had conversations with, with your husbands with that. So, but no one sees that. If you have never had a date night watching body cam footage, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that is sexy times or or a date night or a date night. And like a phone call happens. And then the next, however long is like dissecting whatever SWAT Uh call just happened. And then you're Uh like 45 minutes to an hour in, you're thinking, well, I, 
I could have stayed home and. Uh huh. Yeah. No. Boy, there's yeah. some. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Man, I feel sorry for your husband. <laughs> <laughs> Oh look! Oh, she, she's oh she's grabbing that mic hard. I was just gonna say, I think like our family stopped watching the news because uh. there were lots of questions from little four and five year olds about you know so and so on the news, and I would be like, yeah. right. So yeah. we so that's increased our quality of life. Yeah, um, and we have a little bit more control over what information our children hear and from what perspective they hear it. But I think the current climate just reveals so much ignorance of how, of people and, and their view of law enforcement and for our family, you know, especially with our teenager, we just say, Oh, bless their little heart. (laughs) They just, and you know, I feel like you can build up a lot of animosity towards people when they just, they really just don't have any idea. Yeah. Just ignorant. And yeah. Yeah. No, that, that is true. Well, I think too, like just our children or for us, our kids have been exposed to a lot, like in my personal family, like we've been involved very intricately in um, an incident that my husband was in. And so they've, they've walked it. I mean, they've had the ugly texts and they've had the, your dad's a murderer, um, you know, different things like that. So we've had to talk through that and we've had to cry through that and we've had Mm -hmm. to pray through it. And, um, but I will tell you earlier, some, I'm not sure which one of y'all were talking about marriage and just what does this, uh, I think Lisa, you said, you're like, you have a choice to come together and to like talk through those things. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the demise in just law enforcement is that when things get hard, I think our natural, our, the nature of who we are is we want to turn away and if we will turn in, like, I just know in the hardest times and as walking, you know, in this, this job is just, we've chosen to come in as a family and to run towards one another instead of listening to what other people were saying or what the news was saying. And that's been the greatest joy and that's, what's made us stronger. And then as my kids are now adults, I think they would tell you the same thing that things that should have been really should have torn us apart really quite frankly and just the world um made us much stronger and the foundation of what they believe and how they look at police officers i mean obviously they love their dad but they see him and you know more than just being a cop and so um i just think continuing to instill those things like for these young families that are trying i mean we have young families on our SWAT team and they're just having babies and i just think for them to remember that, like it's going to get ugly. So it just is. Let me ask you a question as like an OG SWAT wife. Do you try to mentor some of the old? She is not old. Right here. I'm in front of everyone. (laughs) You can reach him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, give me that. Hey, yeah. Get that shoe. All right. All right. How do I I rephrase this? As one of the SWAT wives that has all the knowledge. uh, No. So like as like an OG SWAT wife, Mm -hmm. uh, talking about like the younger SWAT guys on the team that are starting Mm -hmm. families and and, and doing that. Do you guys like have get togethers and parties where, you know, the guys are all doing the guy thing, talking about work and then the guy and like the wives kind of hang out and like, do you guys like do you try to mentor kind of go and hang out like at our parties it's like the women are on the side and the guys are on the back 
porch. Like we're like seventh grade dance. <laughs> That's kind of yeah. Okay. That's kind of how it all. And then everybody starts to drink. I'm checking. And, yeah. Make sure we're not weird so, or anything. So so do you try to like mentor some of like the younger wives and and just kind of you know? I, I mean, I I think I have good relationships with a lot of them, and just maybe not officially mentor, which I think that would be really cool. I mean, maybe we should start that. I would love that. Um, <laughs> See, I had a good idea. You yeah, did. You that did, was a really man. good idea. Um, but You're, I do hey, feel like shit. You use your one. It's, I'm <laughs> done. beginning of 2022. <laughs> I'm done. Damn it. Um, but I do think that I try to have valuable conversation and like ask questions. Of definitely. To me, it's more about what their marriage is doing, not necessarily how, what kind of parent they're being. Because if they don't have a good marriage, then it's not going to really matter. <laughs> I mean, yep, obviously I yeah. want them to be a good parent, but yeah. that is the nucleus of, uh, you know, that's that center. And yeah. so to me, it's like, well, how are y'all doing? Are you going on dates? You know, how's so-and-so, you know, they had a hard call. So how's that going? And to hear how they respond or it always shocks me when they don't even know what's going on. <laughs> is it because it, to me. is it because they don't ask or is it because like the husband's not like willing to talk about it or I don't well, know. I think that could be, I think that can be either. I think it's a, it's a totally different recipe where, you know, from one, if you're, if you're married before you enter mm-hmm. law enforcement mm-hmm. slash SWAT versus if they're already in it, because if they're already in it before you get married, guess what? They're already married <laughs> and you are second into the equation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that takes a lot, you know, Lisa saying intentionality yeah. like that in that like times a thousand mm-hmm. because they have to then relearn everything Yeah, because that job, it is all consuming and it, it, it has to be when you're single, you yeah. know, it has to be right. Cause why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to relearn how to communicate like what's been going on, cause it, whether y'all want to admit it or not, like it affects you deeply. Mm-hmm. It changes who you are. Oh, for sure. You know? And there's a lot of people that a lot of guys that they won't admit that mm-hmm. because unfortunately, like there's no way to frolic in the dredges of society for years and years and years. And that not, have right. a negative impact on you unless you are keeping like real close <laughs> watch on it. Yeah. You know, and, but and we don't, and you I don't. just drink no. my problems away. <laughs> totally functional. I'm drunk right now. What could possibly go wrong. <laughs> yeah. But I think too, like always as well for I, you. I'll have Derek <laughs> ask or answer this question as well. Cause you, you ask it, but I, I, from my personal experience, I would say it's probably a, 60 40 split 60 percent of the officers probably don't <clears throat> tell their spouses what's going on at 40 percent do but out of that 40 percent i would say 30 percent yeah let's do math real quick 30 percent out of that 40 percent tell the spouse bits and pieces of it and then that 10 percent really probably tells them this is what's happening mm-hmm. And this how it's affecting you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And That's so I would, I would, right I, there. yeah, roughly somewhere around there. Um, and I would say that's probably somewhere around there. I don't know. What do you think? Big sexy. Yeah. I, or do, I, is that math just really? Yeah. You math off? numbers. Just throw you off uh, there. 33% <laughs> divided, the, <laughs> divided by one. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, like for me, I know when like now when me and my wife, I was already on SWAT when me and my wife uh, started dating. And but she was she was a little bit different because she came from her father was a in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And so she kind of had an understanding of it because he was on SWAT years ago, uh, not for the duration of time that, you know, that I spent on or that. I'm, I'm still on SWAT uh, being married to her. But I would tell her things and, and, and she would ask questions and. I used to get mad and I still kind of get mad when I would try to just, I guess, vent or tell her things. Mm-hmm. And she would ask so many questions and I'm, I'm thinking, well, damn it, why do I have to explain this? Like you should already know this. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I get frustrated telling a story and she asks like a typical, you know, you guys don't get mad. No, get the shit like, ready. Get like, the shit yeah. ready. Like typical, you know, female. Well, what about this? Well, what did he do? Well, what did she say? Well, well, well. Then why did you guys do this? Well, why did you do this? Well, what's going on here? Well, why did you do that? To tell a story a little better the first time. I know. I know. That's what she says. That's what she says. She's brilliant. Yeah, Miss Kim's back there laughing. So (laughs) she knows. So you know. So in the beginning, I, I kind of get mad at that, and I would. I would stop telling her things that that happened at work or not because like she wouldn't ask. It was just like, I would get frustrated, you know, telling a story and now, you know, a little bit older and more mature and, and just, I, I guess, you know, a little bit calm down from my younger days. I don't mind her asking so many questions and I try to, Talk slowly and, and okay. Oh, look at that glare! I'm kidding. Shit. If you could slow. see what? the fresh, I don't. Damn. Hell, hell, exactly. I'm messing with you. Calm Except down. I don't think you I are. Am. I am. Okay. Well, I have a question <laughs> for you. Ah, yes. <laughs> because this scenario, I am very familiar with this particular <laughs> dynamic. Okay. <laughs> Do you understand why she, why she asked so many questions? Because she, I mean, honestly, she... No, I do SWAT. <laughs> I lift heavy Me things and put them down. SWAT stuff. I no. shoot things. Why you no understand? You no questions, yeah. woman. No, I get it. You know, honestly, it's because she, in, she is interested. She does care. She wants mm-hmm. to know uh, what's going on. And she wants to have that open dialect and communication so we can talk about things. Because in the beginning, it was kind of rough. And we had those up and downs. And, and I think, you know, both of us getting older, you realize that communication communication is the key like to everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. Especially like, when it comes to a truly marriage everything. and as, as dynamic as, as our relationship, you know, is with work and kids and things happening. So th- that's why I'm saying like, I do understand why she asked me questions because it, one, she cares, she wants to know, she wants to truly understand. And, and I probably don't tell a good story. I, <laughs> I get it, Tiffany. I suck. All right. <laughs> you said it. I did. Well, I, I mean, I think too, just Brandon, you, <laughs> me, yeah. Um, I don't know you, one. <laughs> I just fish. barely met you. Yeah, just, Stranger just a minute ago. Um, anyway, my husband um, has always been very complimentary and told me, like, in front of other people or like just when we've been talking, he's like, you know, you're a really good cop's wife. And for a long time, I was thinking, okay, because I made his lunch and I made sure his uniform was ready. I mean, I didn't know what that meant. But later on, as we would talk, and he was like, because you allow me to come home and I can share and I, you do listen, I do ask questions, but also it's just walking it with him. Like there's hard calls. So when 
you know, he needs to be emotional and share that. Or sometimes we just got to be quiet, like not us, but in general, like about whatever's going on. So I just think too, it's, it's being familiar with your husband, how they pro or whoever the female, whoever's the police officer, but how they process that and what do they need? Like, I love to talk. So when he comes home, I work a very kind of independent job. So I'm ready to talk. Well, he's been with people all day long and he's dealt with morons and idiots and whatever. And so then not always is he wanting to, you know, just sit there and visit and, or whatever. And so it's just, I think it's learning how to just learning each other and, you know, Brandon, if like, if, if you already are are well-versed in like volunteering that kind of stuff, because that that's, Pretty rare, yeah. Actually, I, I've always, I, and I think, I think it's because we have known each other for so long. Like we grew up together, so yeah, Y'all that, have an that, adva- it's an advantage. Yeah, so sure. that that that's that helped a lot for us. Is is wait, what? You guys are married. <laughs> we just got married. Oh, okay, we just got married. <laughs> well, I mean, I think too, though. Like when you are, and I know, like Lisa, like Lisa saying that about her and Andy, like not being together. Like, but when you are best friends you do want to share stuff with your best friend. So if that's hard stuff or if it's a good stuff, I mean, there's one particular call I'll never forget. And it was early on in his career and it was hard. I mean, it was really hard It involved a child Mm -hmm. and those are some of the hardest and we still can get very like teary eyed over it today. And it took a long time. It was like a process to get to discuss it, but it was something he needed to do, but he had to do it on his time. But I was just willing to be there and, just listen and cry alongside him with all of that. But it's hard. It's not easy. Yeah. And I think too, like I, I see that that is a kind of a pet peeve of mine. I always tell when I was training young guys, uh, FTOs and stuff like that. Oh, Hey, you have to go home and, and understand to tell your wife, this is what happened today. This is what I saw. Uh, not necessarily in a gloom and doom, but there's some, funny ass shit that you do. I mean, like it's the, it's the best ticket <laughs> yes. in the world to the shit show and, and, you, and you're there. So there's some fun stuff that you get to say. And there's also things of just letting you know, Hey, this is where I've been today. And then there's also times where like for us, if I had a wife, uh, I would say, I bet she is yeah, awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> of the, like the kids, <laughs> like, they don't want to know about, Hey, this little, you know, <coughs> pervert did this to this little kid. Like they don't want to know that, but the generality, Hey, I answer a kid call today and stuff like that, because I know that's just one of those like, eh, unless there was more involved in that, then you could go into that. But for the most part, that's kind of how we have just tackled all that is just talking about it and, and, and just making it part of everything. And kind of go back to what you said earlier, it took us a long time to realize this. Uh, and, and this is one of those things I would say for, for husbands and wives. Um, as an officer, when you come home, and it's no disrespect, it's just it is what it is. And the fact of, so a lot of times this officer is asked to solve this person's problems, solve this piece of problem, this problem, this problem, this problem. And some of them are major issues like, hey, how are we going to get this person who just killed this person? Now we got to go get them. 
there's some major decisions that have to be made on this that could cost me or my team injury or life. That's a huge responsibility. Or I'm having to come in and sort out because your dumb ass can't get along with your dumb ass and I have to decide who's going to go to jail. Well, taking someone into custody, that's a pretty big deal in people's lives. So there's big decisions that have to be made. So now I've worked at eight, 10, 12 hour shift and now I'm coming home. And the first thing that's asked is, Hey, um, you know, what do you want the drapes color to be? Or what do you, there, there's questions that you're asking a husband or a wife that they look at it going the in the reality of things, no disrespect, but I can't deal with that one right now because I've been dealing with these other major decisions Give me a little time. Give me 15, 20 minutes to kind of like, okay, I'm back home. I'm doing this. And I think the wife, either female or male, depending on who you're married to, um, has to understand that well. And I think that's that's where it's coming together going, hey, I know I need to give him or her this little bit of time. And then we can come together and ask questions and be normal because – I don't need to know. Well, damn it. Right. When I walk in the door, Hey, guess what? The dishwasher button is not working and I can't get this. Okay, cool. But I don't really need to know that right now because I will deal with that later. But right now I just walked in and I think that's something that we had to learn. Because usually, usually things are broken. Kids are screaming. Somebody's yes. puking. Yes. Somebody is crapped on the carpet. Right. hundred percent. always always yeah and 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 that's a hard thing because it it is mm -hmm. life and and life doesn't stop just because you guys have a stressful job right right because you're dealing with the little shit who just shit on the deal and you're like well hey i need your ass to come in and deal with this so there is a lot of that so it's a hard like balance and i think that's what what you said earlier communication um i wish i had it all figured out these are my pointers to (laughs) To, to you know, so that's what. Off. So like for me, I try, <clears throat> I try to decompress on that drive home. Yeah. Oh, now you're gonna say good things. Well, no, no, like no, like I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, so I can, so no, I get home. No, and I'm wrong. the perfect no, husband, and I'll no. fix the dishwasher <laughs> button. I will clean and not up. Tell your wife to wait. I will clean up the <laughs> shit. On the can floor. I just go ahead and say that, dear officers everywhere, yeah. If your wife, yeah, has been home <laughs> while you have been working, a Fill in the blank hour shift. Uh, and there are children present. <laughs> Under no circumstances would I recommend you walking in the door saying, I cannot talk to you about that right now. Yeah. <laughs> Take an extra lap around the neighborhood. Go well, get a sonic drink. I don't know. But if you want to survive, yeah. it's do funny. not. It's funny you say that because <clears throat> I've heard like professionals talk about that. And they say when you live in your city and there's mm-hmm. not a good commute home from work to mm-hmm. your house, there's a lot of issues that can come yeah. up. So when there's a commute from your work to your house, a 45 minute commute, it gives you that time Decompress. to compress. Yeah. And like that's science. Well, and, and that's, that's not so that's me, what I was going to say was science. I use that time driving home to decompress and get all that stuff out. So when I do come in, I try to, you know, have a clear mind, be in a better mood or have yeah. a better attitude about some things. Because again, my wife is stay at home with our daughter and there is no way that I could do the job that she does with, with our yeah. daughter, especially Hell when no. she was, you know, a baby, you know, she's older now, but 
there was no way I could do that job. So in, in, when I was younger, it was, it was difficult for me to see that. But now that, you know, yeah. I'm older, I, I see that and I'm like, there's no way I could do that. The stuff that she did uh, with our daughter. So, you know, that's, that's, that's part of it too, is not bringing for me, not bringing some of that stuff home. Yeah. And again, that's kind of why, like when I get home, like if she asked like, how's my day or what's going on? And I start to say something, I'm like, nah, I really don't want to talk about that. Cause it puts me in a bad mood or yeah. it, you know, it brings up this motion or this feeling or whatever it is. So, but I mean, I think now we've been together now for, you know, going on 10 years. It's, it, I think we both know how to read each other. Now that's another thing. Communicate, read each other. And, yeah. and that realize takes time. It does. Yeah. And until you get to that point, you got to like be very intentional Yeah. until you get like a system. And maybe it's like you come up with a word or something, you know, like a, I don't know what it is, but something to signal to your spouse that's at home. You know, when you walk in the door, if it's been a real shit day, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. No, that doesn't that doesn't work. I who do you, who you can do anything <laughs> once. You can try it and see how it goes for you. See how it goes. Yeah. Tiffany <laughs> said I could say this once. Once. <laughs> once. You do not get to choose the consequences. <laughs> um, but something like maybe it's you sit in your car for you got fifteen minutes or twenty minutes or whatever when you pull in the driveway. Like I don't know. Like I, I enjoy it, like actionable tips though, right? You know. Yeah. Because there's got to be people listening that are like, okay, this is all great. I understand what you're saying, but what the hell am I going to like? What do I do? Well, I yeah. think, and I, I think one thing I've heard, I have heard this from younger like wives that are new, is that like, and they're from their perspective of their husbands, is that their husbands are protecting them by not sharing things like from this vicious, ugly world. Uh-huh. My whole thing is though, you're living it together. It, yeah. it is what you. I mean, this is your life. You're yeah. that's his job, and so I guess. I would say for an officer to have that kind of perspective is not healthy. Like at all. Yeah. You can't I understand protect. where it's rooted. I, in, I understand but it's, it's rooted very in love and protection. Yeah. And that's what you do. You protect and you take care of, but yeah. that's detrimental because well, you can't keep all that stuff in. You no. have to vent that is, and talk. Fastest way to a divorce. And that's, it's going to ooze out in some place because someone somewhere is going to listen to you. Yeah. And yeah. if it's not your wife, yeah. then that's just a trail down destruction. Well, so well, yeah. to, to get personal here, like, for us, when when I was involved in my off duty shooting, and y'all were there as you and the the kids, you know, one of the things that I talk about when I when I teach a class or I talked with other about people about it, one of the things that went through my mind was I took the innocence away from my family mm-hmm. of what this job, what I do, what I actually do. You've heard about it but now you're fucking seeing it and you're seeing it in the most violent, most defining, most, um, you can't have a take back kind of way. This is defining permanent permanent. I mean, there, there, there's no like, okay, let's pause this way that you've ever seen. And you probably never seen this before. And now you gotta go deal with it. And, and I think that was going through my mind and going, man, I took the innocence away from my family, even though you've read now, you know, all these ride outs and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff, but this shit is real now. And I, and I think that was for me for a while. I had to, I had to cope with that. They had to cope with that. And you, you're like, okay, well, what does that look like? You know, how do you deal with that? And especially when you're young, um, you know, that, that takes a while to figure that out. Yeah. Um, 
and stuff. So, you know, and now you have a husband who had to do that. And a lot of times, most statistically speaking, you're not involved in it. So you can support your husband. You can, you know, do all that kind of stuff. But now you're like, okay, I'm involved in this. I need to support my husband, but I got shit I got to deal with as well. So, you know, there's a lot of things. So like for you, like what did that look like for you and in, in, in your journey through all that? And then you're trying to be mama and how old were y'all's kids when that happened? 12 and eight. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sixth grade and third grade. Yeah. Wow. So what did that look like for you as a, as a wife who now you're having to kind of balance three things because you're I a wife, you're, like you're a, you're seeing this and also you're the mama of, of, of doing this. Well, just for who I am, um, putting myself, I will always come last. Mm-hmm. So, um, because you were the one that had to take action. So, I mean, you definitely were in the forefront of my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully we have a lot of family and our family was very close by and they came in and they encircled our kids real quick. So I knew my yeah. kids were being loved on there being, there was, there, there was reassurance of security and safety. Um, cause that was my biggest thing. Is, mm-hmm. Would they feel safe? Yeah. You know, that was, I mean, they were young and our daughter's very fearful. And so, at that time. So just to make sure that they knew that they were safe. Um, and I knew that was being taken care of. So then you became my priority. Um, really thinking about how it affected me that didn't come till much later. Um, I think it came in the alone times it came in the laying in the, in the dark of night. Um, and then just thinking, wow, this is, this is real. Like, and then, um, because of where that all happened, it was in our community. So, um, someplace I had felt very, very safe always. And then, you know, you have people driving by your house and ugly things being said. Um, your daughter getting text messages. Yeah, your daughter and... getting text messages. Um, it was, it was, a, I mean, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just think you've, there's a sense of feeling helpless. Yeah. Because you don't, you've never been there before and you don't really know how it's going to, how is it going to play out? Like I was there, I witnessed it, but you still have to go in front of a grand jury. I mean, there's, there's things that people don't recognize that you have to do as a family. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a lot. I mean, well, I think too, when when you said I came last, uh, meeting you, um, kind of reliving some of the sequence of events and stuff. I do remember quote, your first kind of emotional breakdown was in a public setting because the the wife and the kid end up coming into an event that we were at. And it was, I guess probably a month, month and a half or so. I hadn't cried. Right. And uh, we had to sit in the parking lot and I just had to. Yeah. And I think that you, you stuffed everything down enough to to get by to help to serve me to serve mm-hmm. the kids and then there wasn't any more stuffing it down because reality really smacked you in the face when that mm-hmm. person comes in and there's and really emotions was fear. yeah was fear. so it it when you said that i was like okay I, I was able to go back and go 
that kind of twisted me to go, okay, now I have to look at you because I remember leaving there going, golly, like, what's this going to be like? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? Because there was more things that, that came that continued to, to take a toll on you. And then I'm stuffing my stuff down because now I'm having to, to look at how do I help you out and stuff. So I, I think that it took several, several years of, mm-hmm. uh, I think to figure a lot of stuff out. Um, and y'all were a well-adjusted couple. <laughs> so. Yeah. It, and it was interesting because we ended up running into a couple through our church at that same time. And he, he was an officer in a different city yeah. and he had been involved in a shooting. Mm-hmm. And he, and I remember his wife telling me, we were actually at a church camp and she told me, she said, cause she was asking how we were handling it. And she said, we didn't handle it very well. Mm-hmm. We ran away from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We ran far from each other. And she yeah. said, I'm just amazed that y'all can embrace each other and support each other in this. And that was, that stopped me in my tracks because I could not imagine trying to go through any of that and not have his support or me be yeah. supporting him. Like I couldn't imagine going through it alone. Yeah. And, so this is so interesting to hear like y'all's story and you, Lisa, too. Um, like having been married for so long and then being married, you know, bef- again, before you mm-hmm. went into law enforcement, because on my side of it, like I know currently a lot of my girlfriends that mm-hmm. are married to officers that are, I mean, it's by a thread, mm-hmm. very thin thread. I mean, mm-hmm. probably more than I can count on one hand Yeah, all right now. Right. And, you know, I don't necessarily know all of their backstories, but sure. it is. Um, and again, the game has changed, especially in the last oh, few years, huge. the dysfunction spiral has ramped up in speed. And um, all that tells me, and I think all of us, we share like mindset, but the enemy is, hard at work and never sleeps. Yeah. Never sleeps. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's like, it's like soul sucking to see, I mean, Sean, we've been through our own stuff. Yeah. Like hey, just we, like all yeah, the we, rest of yeah, us. Yeah. We have, we have yeah. like super dark times. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's a way to be in this profession without yeah. going. Cause you have to grow and learn and, bonus points if you can do it together yeah. and extra bonus points. If you try not to, and then the Lord like sucks, it's like, right. no, no, no sucker, get back over here. You know? Right. Um, right. But I, I worry about, I worry about the profession. If the profession cannot figure out how to keep its marriages together, yeah, because you guys will only last so long. Yeah. If your home life is shit, mm. you know, no, for sure. And like, so what? What do you think the root cause is? Is it, is it the job? Is it the things that we see? Is it the attitude that we get from the things that we see? Is it, is it the guys we hang around? I mean, like, what is it? Like, what do you guys think that that problem? Yes, starts from. <laughs> yes, but again, I will say personally, I truly believe that, and y'all may have heard this phrase before, but. Um, I really believe it's just confusing where your where where your where your worth is. Where your values, yeah. And 
there's, you know, this whole COVID situation. Was I telling you, Rachel? I don't know earlier. The benefit of this whole global sharding of itself sharding is that so much clarity is coming out of this. You know where everybody stands. And if you don't know where someone stands, right. you know where they stand. Yeah. That's and, a very good point. You know? Yeah. And I think that for so long, people have been able, we've been able to say, yes, you know, I'm Christian. I believe in God, I believe in Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, all these things. But really, and I speak for myself too, been cruise ship Christians and not battleship Christians. And we need battleship. Yeah. Because we're in a, if y'all weren't aware, we're in a full blown war. Yeah. It's a spiritual war. And I, and I think you, when you, 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 I don't know if that even answered Derek's question, but. Well, Derek doesn't have any good questions okay. anyway. So, I'm sorry. Did I ask your oh. question? Did you ask a question? <laughs> but, I, but I think what you were talking about, so as far as going through the, 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 the gloom and doom times in, in, in a marriage and stuff like that. So, not to make this about me or her or anything like that, but that just start made me made me think. One of the things I talk about in, in in when I teach this class is that, you know, in life, man, it's a roller coaster. Hey, there's ups and downs and all this kind of stuff, and you know, you can be involved in a in a, in a OIS and everything's going really good. Like, hey, man, my, just life's just good, and for the most part, you're going to come out of that OIS. If you handle it well, good. There's other times where, Hey, I'm in the pit right now because man, maybe I just lost my mom. Maybe my marriage is messed up. Maybe I'm having a hard time because my dipshit kids doing this. So there's trouble. And then you pile on uh, an officer involved shooting and you can go two ways. You can either continue to go further down that pit or you can like, Oh, this made me, readjust and align that, Hey, I need to get out of this because this and stuff. And like we had that. So we had a, a, a second OIS and totally different circumstances. She wasn't there. Um, but our, our relationship was way different the second time of not being in a good place and stuff. And it was a weird time because you're like, wait a minute, we were dealing with this. Now we got this. that just, the shit piled on top and now this is immediate that we have to deal with and, and stuff. And I think that kind of took away from the original issue we were dealing with and it just kind of kicked that can down the road and stuff. I don't know. Would you agree with that? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that's a, we had never been there before. Yeah. Like life had never been bad. Right. And then we'd had work bad on top of it. Yeah. That was the first go of that. Yeah. And that was a really like interesting time. And I think it, it took several years to kind of pull that piece out and pull this piece out and kind of look at this and look at that and go, Oh, okay, well this is why this happened or that happened and stuff. But like you said, the whole dynamics of, of the marriage and where you are and the hard times and, you know, I'm in a hard time on marriage and now I just got moved to a different shift and that fucking totally messes everything up because now we were used to this consistency and now I have this shift or now I have a supervisor who is now over me that I come home and I fucking hate life. Um, because I think you've probably all dealt with hearing your husband talk about a shitty supervisor or administration. I think that's a huge thing that we deal with 
y'all agree? The administration. I mean, I bet y'all probably hate administration more than most cops do. Uh, because I've you, wanted to write a few letters. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told I couldn't. But strongly, strongly worded letters. Strongly worded. <laughs> All caps. Anonymous. All, All caps. Anonymous. Don't make it anonymous. That sucks the fun right out. <laughs> so, so we've been going at this for about an hour and a half. Let, let's. Any advice that Lisa would you give uh, a young couple starting off that speaking just jumping into of Lisa, her studly no, man sort of just walked in. My and, behind me. Is, yeah. it, is it because of the mustache? It's the mustache, yeah. totally. And she keeps gazing <laughs> over there and like, mustache. hey, baby, we don't have kids. We have a hotel room. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Super fast. <laughs> Super, okay, Super marriage fast. is great. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we I learned think... a lot about you, by the way. You know, so. All really, really good, though. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's like, there's not like a one key to, you know, to fix all of it. But I think that, you know, if you are, if you're, going into it together with clear expectations and um, just knowing that whatever gets tossed in your way, that you're going to walk that road together and, and, and just communicate with each other along the way. And sometimes it'll be great. And other times you are looking forward to things getting better (laughs) together. That's a positive way to say, what you just said. I it like was. That. that was really good. Tiff, Tiff what you got? That was really good. Wow. Well, if you stop texting and I pay attention to the podcast, because- you're not taking notes. Okay. Oh, oh, yo. Hit his ass with socials. Come at me, bro. Dude. You already called me sketchy. All I know is what people are going to get from this podcast is you're chauvinistic. That's what, <laughs> I, that's what I'm going to take away from this. Or that advice, so advice, <laughs> advice that you would give uh, a couple starting off mm. in, in law enforcement. Don't do it. Uh, that's a lot closer than you think. <laughs> um, Choose a different career. <laughs> I, I mean, 10 years ago when we first got married, my advice would have been a lot different than it yeah. would be right now. And, yeah. and even Sean would say, I, he would not suggest any, he would not advise anybody to go into this career yeah. currently. Yeah. Because right now it's either a political, a physical death sentence, yeah. um, a marital death sentence. I mean, yeah. hate to be a buzzkill people, but you got to like face reality. Mm-hmm. That said, if you are just dead set, um, yes, like Lisa mentioned you know the communication everything but like it, in terms of like how do you do that because everybody thinks they're good at communication until it comes out you're a shitbird at it <laughs> and you're filing for divorce yeah so let's not beat around the bush yeah um truthfully i would say counseling like get regular Counseling and not just somebody that you're going to pay a hundred bucks and yeah. they're going to sit there kindly and stroke your little sorry ego and say, Oh, okay, well, let, we'll see. We'll talk about, we'll pick that up next week. Yeah. No, somebody that's going to hold your ass to the fire and hold both of you accountable because if it's that important, if your marriage is that important, then you better get somebody that's going to be in there and ready to fight with you. Yeah. Um, figure out how to communicate with each other because 
Sean's version of communication, we learned this a while ago, is not my version of communication. Who's a Marine? It's crayons and stuff. I'm the daughter of a Marine. Like I am more male minded than most women. Like I want to fix all the problems. Yeah, Turns I out Sean You're more wants to talk than about Sean it. Is. Yeah, I would agree too. <laughs> no. And I'm the asshole. <laughs> I'm pumping no, her but, up but and you're bringing her down, you know. Seriously. And, and like for the guys listening, I would say do not discount the toughness of your, your wife. Yeah. Do not. Because you married her for a reason. Mm-hmm. And she's probably a hell of a lot stronger than you think she is. Yeah. And if you start cutting her off at the knees and not telling her things, thinking you're protecting her, I guarantee, guaranteed we will fabricate things in our minds that are exponentially worse than what you would tell us yeah. the majority of the time. Guaranteed. I would, I would agree with that. So nip that in the bud immediately. Um, and you just like, you have to be intent, like proactive because the shit's coming down the pipeline at you now at a far more rapid pace. The enemy hates marriage. He hates Jesus. He hates happiness. And unfortunately, this job is the fast track and it's an easy route in. Yeah. So if you are not always on guard, like if you're not protecting your marriage, like you are protecting the civilians in the city that you work for, even more so than that, then unfortunately it is going to be a very difficult road. If, if you make it out alive. Yeah. So, you know, like TGPOA prioritizes training, 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 which is awesome. And it is such a truly a valuable resource, but if you're not prioritizing that same kind of training for your family and Married, like making sure all that's healthy, then what's, yeah. what's the fucking point? Right. It's oh, very good. Rachel? I have to follow her. <laughs> oh, you can do it. Come on. Okay. Come on. Um, no, I just, I, I would say that, um, man, I'm going to ditto everything that they've said. I mean, as far as just intentionality, um, communication, but also just, continuing to cultivate things that you can do together that are going to be, I mean, whatever it is, like one thing we do is we go on a lot of walks, like, and we just talk and we spend time together and maybe not a big way, but that it's just lets us both kind of decompress and just hear each other's heart. Um, and I don't know, I just would say if, I mean, I'm going to, He'll say what Tiffany did. If you don't know Jesus, I mean, one thing we've made a big deal in our marriage is that we pray together. And that is one way for us that it's just raw and it's real. And um, I, I would say that that has gotten us through, I mean, two very big incidents in his career. Um, but I think it's it's kept us married because it's not always pretty. It's really, it's a hard career. Um, it's noble, and I'm so grateful um, that it's the life that we've had, um, even with the highs and the lows. But it is—it's not for the weary. Yeah. So this is random, but like one actionable thing, a resource to follow that has been super helpful for us. It, look them up on um, like Instagram and Facebook, but it's Marriage Three Sixty Five. Mm-hmm. They're really good. You familiar mm-hmm. with them? They're a couple that their story is really amazing, but they, they're so sign up for their email list and they have a, um, like an annual webinar thing. 
they're one of those couples, they're not law enforcement, but they're not afraid to dig in to like the hard stuff, like whatever it is. And they give you like actionable things. Cause I know it's easy for people to say, well, pray together, spend time Let's together, pray. talk, communicate. But What's if you don't like? come, yeah. What, how, yeah. how How's do it you, practical? that is sometimes those are, that is like the hardest thing to figure out how to do, especially if your patterns are already yeah. churning right. and you're, the ditches have already been laid and yeah. they're unfortunately in a divergent path. Yeah. Like then what? Yeah. One well, just one tidbit I was that I lost track on is that also one thing that I will say specifically Brandon's been really good at is seeking wise counsel. Mm. Like when things have gotten hard or there's been big yeah. decisions, like in his career, um, and then we have tried to not always done it well, but tried to then put that into our marriage, our parenting, yeah. like we do seek counsel. I mean, we seek people that we admire that have already gone, have walked the road ahead of us. Um, you know, I know he calls a lot of guys that are former SWAT guys. I mean, even guys that have retired to ha to ask questions, to seek their wisdom. Yep. Um, because sometimes we can't see it when we're inside yep. of the situation. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Um, I want to ask a 20, uh, 21 question that Derek always loved to ask. So if you're going to go to the range and you have a box of, <laughs> you just have one box of, of, of 50, what would you do? What, what training would, you know, what would you shoot? No, I'm just, see, he's the douchebag. <laughs> it goes back to, I would answer that. <laughs> oh yeah, you are. You do like to shoot and you have a you well, know, training company and teach and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So, so I want to say thank you guys for taking the time out of your evening to come up here and uh, chit chat with us. And uh, I think it's been helpful. It, it, um, it's eye opening to mm -hmm. see that, um, we all kind of have the same struggles, right? Yeah. Even though we're, we're completely different. Everybody works for different agencies. We have different lives, but um, we all kind of have the same struggles when it comes to our personal life and, and things that are happening, you know, with us at work and, and with you guys. Um, so it's, it's eye opening. And I think that uh, I hope that we can help some of the, some people that are having problems now or the people that are, you know, getting married and jumping into this profession so I just want to say thank you guys for for, yeah. for taking your time out of the evening and, and hanging out with us. Yeah, it's always us to have four girls and two guys in a hotel room. It was kind of weird. Right. With, a, with an audience. Yeah, with an audience. <laughs> with an audience. And boom mics and stuff, you know. All right, guys. Stay safe. Train hard. We'll see you later. See ya. Thank you.